Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin. And on this week's episode, today's guest is a lifestyle correspondent and blogger with an NBC affiliate in Nashville, Tennessee. And she's known as one of the go-to sources for many products and segments for that network um, and those segments. And she actually has more than 100 brands in her roster. She also is the founder of KaylaTheDell.com, and she actually helped launch RFD TV's Sports Center-styled TV show, Western Sports Weekly. Um, it's actually now the, the most watched program on their network. So everybody, welcome this week, Kayla Zadell. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Kayla, I'm so psyched to talk to you. Yeah, so, me too. <laughs> I love, so this has to totally be a crazy time. Here you are, this like influencer right? Yes. You have this rhythm going. It's all super exciting. Like you're on network TV, you're building these shows and then pandemic, right? So like right. talk to me about this, talk to me about kind of how, besides the shock, <laughs> the pivot right. and all, like you're out in Nashville, Tennessee. So I don't know how bad the pandemic has been out there for you guys, but here in New York, obviously it was traumatic for most people. I mean, I just, I work from home already, so it wasn't all that big of a deal, but <laughs> Um, you know, how was it? And then how has the pivot gone? So it was quite, uh, I think, shock to some people here in Nashville. Like you said, I've worked from home too for the past uh, about three to four years now. And so I was kind of used to, you know, working from home, doing that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I heard for a lot of people, it was hard to make that change and hard to make the change from not being able to go out and eat at restaurants because I feel like Nashville's a very, you know, live event oriented city, whether it be sports or music or, you know, just whatever it is here in Nashville, we're a very live event industry here. And so it was kind of hard and it was quite a shock when everything, you know, first started and the shutdown started. But I think now things are starting to loosen up a little bit more, not only for the city, but also for me. Uh, So when the pandemic started, I really had to make a quick transition and a quick pivot. Um, My, I literally had a segment the next day on NBC and I get an email. So my segment, it was on March 11th. I get an email on March 10th saying, Hey, we're not doing any more live segments in studio. We're not accepting any more guests into the station. So I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, what do I do now? But thankfully the brands that I had scheduled to go on the segment were very understanding and very cooperative and are like, Hey, you know, just keep us informed and we will just go, you know, take this day by day, week by week, whatever it, you know, it has to be. Uh, so my pivot was I had to really work with different brands on getting them to transition from a live segment to more just social base, because that's how I sell a lot of my sell a lot of the brands that I work with. I throw in that live TV component and I feel like I nab a lot more brands with that. So I really had to push everything from TV to more socially focused. And I also had to be a little bit more flexible with brands, whereas I was getting uh, you know, product and compensation. I had to kind of be more flexible with just promoting products 
product and keeping those relationships with those different brands. And now they're starting to come around when things are loosening up a little bit more and saying, hey, Kayla, you know, you stuck with us through the pandemic. We'd really like to work with you. You know, here's X, Y, Z. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a lesson for a lot of people is if you're able to, um, you know, really cater to the clients when it comes down to it, you know, because they do come back and they do stick around and they do appreciate that. Um, Because I know like when I started out, there have been, you know, multiple people that if we had broken down a payment plan and all of a sudden like the third out of fourth payment, I couldn't make they didn't shut down my system. They were like, no, cool. Like, you know, we know we, we see your stuff, like, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Right. And luckily for me, like that worked. And then I was able to succeed. Right. So it was like, yeah, yeah you. And you don't forget that stuff. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Yes. Awesome. It's all about, you know, building those relationships and keeping those relationships going. Yeah. So for our listeners who don't understand what you do, why don't you give us a little bit of background, like okay. what you do and how you actually got there and doing this? Okay, so I was born and raised in Colorado on a 40-acre farm. Uh, I'm more of like a farm girl at heart. I showed horses, pigs, sheep, cows, did all that sort of stuff. And uh, so I also, I loved horses, but I also loved horsepower. So my dad got me into drag racing. So I drag raced in 1970, Ford Fairlane. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, My biggest accomplishment was runner up on Ford days, which is like an all Ford themed day at the drag race. So I did a lot of that sort of stuff uh, growing up. And I always had an interest in broadcast journalism. And it was actually one of my middle school teachers that got me into the broadcast class and said, you know, I think you really have like a future in this stuff. So I, you know, kept with it through middle school, high school, and eventually went to college for broadcast journalism. And my first broadcast job was in Amarillo, Texas at the NBC affiliate down there. And that's KAMR. And I was a lifestyle reporter, correspondent, and also an associate producer. So I really attribute to a lot of my success now or a lot of my knowledge to that time I spent in Amarillo. And while I was in Amarillo, I kind of kept in touch with some of my rodeo contacts and uh, a professional rodeo series offered me a sideline reporter position to, you know, interview the athletes or the cowboys when they were done riding the Bronx and the bulls and, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So it was really fun. Like I got to do like lifestyle entertainment stuff during the week, but then go, you know, interview cowboys on the weekend. So that was a lot of fun. And then when my time was up in Amarillo, I was offered, uh, producer position and fill-in host position with a rural cable cable network here in Nashville. And I was there for about a year and the company laid off uh, 40% of the company. And unfortunately, I was part of that 40%. So um, I've learned this all throughout my career, maintaining relationships and keeping in touch with those different contacts. So that is what I did. I did a lot of lifestyle segments in Amarillo. And so I kept in touch with, you know, those contacts down there, those PR companies. And I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So I kind of got, you know, wind of blogging that a lot of different people were blogging. I'm like, okay, well, I can do this, right? Because I learned content management systems when I was in Amarillo. So I just, you know, built a quick website on uh, Wix. That's where I first started. And I thought, okay, so I love to write. And I kept in touch with all these brands it won't hurt to reach out to a couple different stations here in Nashville. So that's what I did. And I look back on some of those segments that I first did and I thought, Oh my gosh, I've come such a long way, but Hey, at least I started somewhere. Right. 
So uh, what I like to tell people is that I'm a lifestyle correspondent with a segment about once a month on the NBC affiliate here in Nashville. And then I follow up those segments on my blog and feature those different products or different brands. And then I also love to blog about lifestyle, fashion, and travel. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. So let me ask you, I mean, you mentioned this, social media had to kind of come into play. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about the, you know, how social media has helped. I mean, there's obviously the obvious, like everybody's on it, but how it kind of helped your clients, you know, in that and grow your audience as well. Right. I mean, Yes, definitely. So my first love is TV, but my second, I say, is social media. So I really had to learn to use the ins and outs of that. And like you said, grow my audience or build different audiences. Because with the TV segment, I skew more towards... Uh, you know, 35 to 40 plus, but whereas with social media, I could reach that younger audience. So I feel like that's really an advantage to different brands and companies that I work with. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So if you had sort of to tell us what has been your biggest lesson so far, because it's still going on, it's still happening, right? And in what you do and how you had to pivot, I mean, what would be the sort of big message that you have extracted so far from all that's happened? Uh, Really, it's just to keep going. Uh, You know, once life knocks you down, you know, maybe cry about it for five minutes, but you got to pick yourself up and keep going, you know? And I heard the other day that life or you're always auditioning, you know, somebody's always watching what you're doing and you never know who's watching and where that could get you. And I've also learned it's a lot about, um, who you know, not necessarily, or excuse me, it's about who you know, not what you know necessarily. So I'm always open to, you know, making different connections, establishing those relationships. And hey, like when you reached out to me, I was like, this couldn't hurt. You know, I I don't mind talking to you for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes out of my day, because you never know where this could lead you. And like I said, uh, you know, life's always an audition or it's every you're, you're auditioning every day. That's so true. That's so true. Tell us a little bit about KaylaZadel.com. So like I said, I like to blog about lifestyle, fashion, and travel. Um, I, back when everything was kind of like flowing and going and, you know, it was fast paced and everything, I felt like I was blogging a lot about, um, or I was doing a lot of different blog posts with a lot of different brands and a lot of different sponsored content. But now with the pandemic, I've really slowed down and be like, Hey, you know, let's get back to kind of square one and rethink things and start blogging about more personal pieces and stuff that, you know, means a little bit more to me. Now, when I enter a campaign or a relationship or a partnership with a different brand, I always make sure that it aligns with my values. And, you know, if my followers are actually going to find this, you know, genuine coming from me, because I'm not just going to out, going to go out there and pitch, you know, some product that I've never talked about before or never used before, or it doesn't even make sense for me to use. So I really try to make sure that I'm genuine and also unique on KaylaZadel.com. I don't like to do what everybody else is doing. Um, I'll go after different brands that, you know, never, but nobody's ever talked about before, or I really try to be a trendsetter on there because I don't want to be like everybody else. Got it. Got it. So now if there was a happy end result in the next six months for Kayla Zadel, What does that look like and how are you mapping to achieve that? 
So like I said, my first love is TV. So I'm always trying to work different TV uh, connections that I have. But hey, you know, if that doesn't work out, I'd be happy still doing my once a month segment here in Nashville or maybe even try to get to a larger market. Um, And then also just keep developing those brand relationships that I have. I'm actually working on a couple different campaigns right now with a couple different brands. And honestly, it's a give and take situation. It's not all about me. It's all about making sure that I'm getting the brand what they want and what they ask for. So my hope or my goal, I guess, for the next uh, six months is just honestly to, to continue to have continuous work. Right. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> pay the bills. Yeah. Yes. So actually, like I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, like, you obviously are awesome for TV. You're super cute. You're pretty. <laughs> you're well-spoken, right? You're young. And yeah. so like, in what way, like, like I could totally see you keeping with it and versus just the blog, like YouTube, right? Like as you're, you know, doing all this YouTube, being very visible to keep yourself in the forefront. And I know that like, it doesn't necessarily play out via like a zoom or video content. Like when you're having those guests, like I know even in podcasts, it's like, Oh my God, it's so hard to interview. Cause it's not like the same chummy chum situation where you're sitting right. next to you know how, you know what I mean? Yes. And so yes. I know that there, there's that difficulty. And, and then I also host live events. So I know that there's like a definite difference. It's palpable, but you know, I could totally see you building out like video content for yourself and being like, but I could see my 11-year-old daughter being like, oh, my God, check out this Kayla chick. Oh, mom, I found oh you're a YouTuber, right? So, I mean, like, are oh you doing God. anything that kind of helps you, because you're in TV, helps yes. you stay visible like that? Yes, definitely. So, I don't have a big of a following on YouTube as I do, like, Instagram. So, YouTube is kind of my second or maybe even third social media channel that I do go to. However, um, I do post pretty pretty regularly about once every, uh, once every week or about once every two weeks, I do try to keep content on there so I can stay relevant. Um, I actually, my husband and I during quarantine, we built a stock tank pool. So that's one of my, uh, most watched videos on my YouTube channel. And I'm very proud of that. So if you want to check that out, yeah, I'm sorry. What, what is that? What's it? What kind of pool? So, um, you know, like the big water troughs, that animals drink out of. Okay. Uh So we got a a big circular stainless or galvanized steel, uh, water trough and you actually like drill holes into it and buy a pool pump. And like it pumps, the pool pump pumps the water. It's chlorinated. I mean, we vacuum it it with like a little pool vacuum. Yeah. You think those would be like an Olympic size pool that we have in our backyard, but we treat it that way, but it's just a stock tank pool. And it's been so great for us just to hang out there during quarantine and everything. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And it was kind of like our little, you know, bonding project that we did together. So that is on my YouTube channel. We absolutely love that. Like, it's not really to swim in. It's just to kind of soak, you know, during these hot Nashville months, although it is kind of starting to cool off, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, I do try to post regularly on my YouTube channel. I've been trying to do a little bit more vlogging um, just to see if that kind of takes off, you know. Um, but then also my husband and I host a weekly cocktails video on my IGTV. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, so check that out. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do to, you know, stay relevant, but I can't be on NBC. Love it. Love it. Oh, all about the cocktails video. So I will definitely get that link from you and know okay. where going. Um, now, now I have to ask though, because, you know, I'm in the city. Do you yeah. let us know what we need to pre-order so that we can get on and cocktail with you and figure out what you're doing? 
Like, are you making the cocktails, telling us how to cocktail? What's your, what's that video? Like, yes. So, um, I partner with a couple different brands, but typically we just, you know, I, I do a lot of research. I'll take credit for it. I do a lot of research for the cocktails that we, my husband's cocktail, like he did this one for this Friday. It's like whiskey and cola. And I'm like, that's so, you know, that's, such a good one. that's so easy. Um, but we kind that's kind of our thing where that's kind of our shtick is that we like to do easy cocktails and we don't want it to be intimidating. We don't want you to have to buy, you know, 20 ingredients that you'll never use again. We kind of want, you know, to have things that are in your pantry. So you don't have to make a trip out or a trip to the grocery store or liquor store. So, uh, what we do is we, uh, have a cocktail that week and we actually prepare it for you and we taste it for you on camera and let you know our honest opinion. Love it. Okay. Yep. I'm definitely getting the link to that from you. So you definitely yes. have to email it to me because I'm definitely blasting that out and watching that. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I do have some of your social media. I have your LinkedIn. I have your website. I have your Facebook, Insta, and YouTube. Um, yes. And so we'll definitely publish that for all you guys uh, in the description. Okay. okay. And um, so that everyone knows how to get in touch with you. And actually, I'm, I'm curious because you do get exposed to so many brands, to so many different types of things. Like, yeah. have you kind of found your soulful, like, sweet spot, like what you love to do? I would love to work with cocktails, but. <laughs> yeah, like, so cocktails have been fun. Um, it's always a big win. And maybe this is a humble brag when I score like a resort, because I mean, I love to travel. Um, I love doing partnerships with different resorts or different, uh, you know, hotel companies. Uh, but like I said, it's really a big score or really a great thing when I can work with a brand that makes me happy, but I also know it's going to make my followers life's easier or bring them joy or, you know, just whatever it's not only, like I said, it's not only about me, but it's also about them. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I wonder how that would lay out. Like, I wonder how you can lay the foundation so that like when everyone's like people in the U S are flying. Right. I mean, like, yes. we, like we're really flying. Like I know we can't fly to certain countries. That's cool. Right. I but I mean, um, like, I wonder like what you could do to lay the foundation so that when all these resorts, whether it's in Mexico, whether it's like somewhere else, cause you know, that's the first place it's going to open up. It's like the closest thing to us. Right. Right. It's, it's going to be winter. Everyone's going to want to go to Mexico. We're going to find yeah. a way. Like I know all of my people will find a way. Like, yes. you know, yeah. like people will either drive, someone's going to do something, but we're going to find our way to Mexico. It's the closest places. Right. Um, right. I wonder if there's something that you can do to lay the foundation to make sure that you're like the first in their mind so that when they go out, they can say like, Oh, remember that Kayla chick? We have to contact her. Like, right. you know, yeah. Like do you, so, do you have like that process? Like, do you lay that out like that? Uh, I do. And honestly, I probably need to, that's probably one of the things I need to start working on is kind of reaching back out to different companies like that. And, uh, I was working with spirit airlines and that way they were going to be featured in that March segment. So I had everything lined up. I had a six night stay at a resort and I was going to feature them in this segment and it all just kind of got shut down. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I probably should be reaching out back out to spirit airlines and, you know, just touching base, just saying, Hey, you know, people are starting to get out there and travel and, we want, and I want you to be, you know, the, the company that my followers choose to travel with once they're ready. Yeah. Cause think about this, we have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas coming up. I mean, right. for, for most of us. And, and yeah, I mean, I know like I would prefer to go on a vacation and have all my family end up at a destination than go to someone's house right now. So right. You, never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Or even it doesn't even have to be an airline. It can be like a rental car company. And if people are more comfortable driving and you can drive to, you know, a, a 
I guess not a touristy destination, but you know, a, a destination of your choosing. So that could be another good idea too. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there anything that you want to leave the viewers with? Is there anything that you want to empower them with or keep them pushing on or anything like that? I think we kind of did this like 10 minutes ago, but I'll ask again. (laughs) That's okay. Just honestly, just to keep going, like even on those hardest days, just, you know, find some sort of joy or find some sort of gratitude. Uh, I saw this quote the other day and it's like, uh, it was kind of a two part, you know, you tell yourself thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily tell your friend. So don't be telling yourself those things if you wouldn't be willing to repeat it to somebody else and you're in control of your mind. So don't be poisoning your mind with negative thoughts, stay positive and work those connections and build those relationships. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I love that. I've gotten yes. that from you today is maintaining those relationships because I think that's been a huge thing for you. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today, Kayla. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.